This week's podcast brought to you by Supernumeraries. Our youngest daughter's softball game was abandoned mid-game as lightning was flashing in the distance, and we had to hightail it to the parking lot as the as the dark clouds and lightning were coming our way. And uh, just before we sprinted from the dugout, she handed me her bat and said, do you mind holding this? I don't want to get struck by lightning. <laughs> and I said, of course. Now, I think in previous podcasts a, w- a while ago, we have talked about cutting, cutting a line. Um, and I've got a twist on that. So well, we, just last week, a lady asked if she oh, could right. yes. go ahead of me because she was in a hurry. Yes. Um, so picking up the kids from school, we have to wait in line with our cars in the, while we're in the cars until they open up the lot so we can go pick, pick up. But there's this one spot where you can pull in, you go the wrong way. It's a one way, but you can pull in and go the wrong way and then cut the car line. And last week, like every other, I wasn't in the cut line, but every other driver was treating it like a zipper merge. Except for me, I pretended, I didn't even look, I pretended that the next car in the cut line wasn't there and kept going ahead. Because when you do that, you should really have to ask permission for ev- from every single person behind you, right? Just like a human cut line. Same thing with a car cut line. You should ask, have to ask permission from every single person behind you if it's okay to cut because essentially every single person's getting bumped back. Do you know where else that happens? And it happened to me a week ago waiting to board the airplane in Minneapolis to Hartford. It's a long line of people waiting to board and and people who are sitting in the seats next to that line just get up in as if their seats near the line right. or them waiting in line. So they just get up and, and and you can see where the line starts. Starts way back there. But you're 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 just merging on from a from a separate on ramp. The only difference in that situation and um, I agree with you that it shouldn't happen. The only difference, but is that the, your destination, like your seat, it's not Southwest Airlines, so you know which seat you're going to be in. in in the car in the in the car lot, you're like getting bumped back from the spot to pick sure. up your kids. It's like you're on Southwest. The the later you get on, the farther back you are. Right, but but also, uh, that's a point you should make to the people who are cutting the line at the airplane. Why why don't you just wait in line? They don't wait in line because they want to stuff a frigid air into the overhead bin, or whatever. But um, they're the ones that need to hear that, not the people who are waiting in line. Yeah. Well, that was the one interesting thing, too, when I, when I flew to Seattle, my first COVID flight. I guess my second COVID flight, because I had also gone to um, the Final Four, was that they were boarding from the back of the plane. We're not used to that, which, of course, is a much more efficient system. And it's the way, when, if I remember correctly, when I was flying overseas, that's how they would do it. They would just board from the back of the plane. And um, so that that was, I felt more efficient. But then, yeah, people are still so worried about their carry-ons. Once they started charging five cents to uh, check a bag, people got very, very concerned to make sure their carry-on bag got on so they wouldn't have to pay. And the planes we were on, your carry-on wouldn't, you know... Fit anyway, yeah. yeah. So nobody wants to wait in the jetway for their bag to come off, as you experienced yourself. Right, that is true. Well, I'm, uh, if, I, if, I, if I don't sound, if I sound more... Uh, more uh, B. Arthur than usual. It's because 
the allergies are still killing they're me. Worse. They're, they're yeah, worse. They're worse. It's the been last a bad, was, which is interesting. I thought because we it rained all weekend, and I thought rain was supposed to make the pollen. I don't know. Stick to the ground. I thought it was ma- supposed to make it not as bad, but your allergies are were horrible yesterday. Yeah, I today. couldn't sleep last night. My head was so stuffed up. But I finally took the advice of of our resident allergist, Dallas Dan, the allergy man, and got Flonase, some saline spray, and we'll see what happens. I I took my first. You took your first hit this morning, didn't hits you? Hits of Flonase. Yeah. So. I don't know. Does Flonase supposed to make the nays the nays the nays flow. The nays flow, or to stop the flow, because I, I had uh, I couldn't sleep last night because my head was completely congested, and then uh, this morning it was the opposite. So I'm not sure if the flow nays knows and it just reverses whatever process is happening. I don't know. I bet it says on the bottle though. Well, anyway, we've got a few years left. I think a few years yet before this becomes a, a podcast exclusively about medical uh, complaints. Well, I you said we to have that. a few years left. I was like. In life, yeah. Well, no. Hopefully, I'm, more than a few. Yeah, but but before this is completely sponsored by, you know, uh, uh, stairlifts and and walk-in tubs. I can be Shaq. I can be everything. Will be icy hot and uh, fast acting, ten acting. Yes, exactly. But before then, what do you got? Well, I, I was going to say before it becomes a, a list of medical complaints, it, it should be a list of of uh, you know. Homeowner complaints, I think, is really where ah, our niche is. Of course. How did we not lead with that? Go ahead. Well, it's your story to tell. I, I would like for you to tell it. I'm not even sure we're talking about the same story. Oh, we have to be. Really? It's the, the most oh, exciting that thing one, that happened in the past there, well, there, week. There have been so many, there have been so many uh, plumbing issues that I, I had actually forgotten about that one. Of course. How did we not lead with that? Well, um, I was sitting in my little home office which is now our little home office one side of it is where the um all the equipment is set up for me to call games from home it's a, it's a, it's a, it's expensive a, intricately assembled electronica equipment. yeah yes is on is on one side of your office and on the other side a huge is, flat screen monitor not that they would be anything other than a flat screen these days this, My, this a headset, a computer, like all stuff that if somebody stole, they wouldn't be able to use. But a television camera. But for yeah, a television Lights. camera. But for my job, it's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive setup. One side of your office. One side of my office is an announce table, uh, and 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 therefore the the bookshelves that are behind it. I spent quite a bit of time like tidying them up, cleaning Get, them off. They look great. The, the bookshelves on the other side of the office that's not on camera still look like they did before, which is not great. Removing my but, books from, from being on camera and placing random people's books on camera. That that's w- that not true. And if, more any, impressive. if any of our listeners watch, and I'm actually doing a game tonight, which of course will be last night when people are listening to this, one of the things that's placed in camera view for people to see is a coffee mug, a ball and chain Oh, logoed nice. coffee mug. Nice. Well, anyway, that office has become a, your mobile studio, your stu- your work from home studio, but there's still I still have a desk and a couch there, and because the back to the medical elements, the the office chair, uh, it's no longer particularly comfortable. Particularly comfortable. I sit on the couch often to write, and I was sitting on the couch the other day with my laptop on top of my lap, and. Uh, and I felt some precipitation. And it was raining outside quite heavily. It was heavily. raining outside. And the couch backs onto a window. And uh, and then suddenly 
I felt as if somebody were pouring a bucket of water on me. There was a waterfall cascading off of my shoulder, splattering onto my laptop, pouring onto the couch. And I looked up, and, and a recessed light fixture was just, it was it was a it was a, um, it was a, sh- a shower head like one of those big round shower heads. What do they call them? You know, with the yeah c- cascading water coming like the from waterfall the, shower head. The waterfall shower yeah. head. That's what it was. Although with the added added frisson of excitement, elect- electricity. Mm. So I uh, I covered my laptop like I was diving on a grenade, and I got that safely out of the way. And then I was yelling. I was yelling up to you. Turn off the water. You were in the shower. I our bathroom is right above yeah. your office. I gathered. You were in the shower, and um, you, you blithely ignored my well. My if screams. It, as anyone knows, you can't even if somebody's in the bathroom with you. When you're taking a shower, the shower's so loud, and I don't listen to music or anything. I was just taking a shower. I couldn't hear you. I certainly am not going to be able to hear you from a floor below. I pictured you with one of those long-handled scrub brushes. Scrubbing, scrubbing, and, and even singing. though we don't have one of those, no, we don't have one of those. But and singing, uh, you know, Billy Joel songs or something. I, I don't know what was happening. I would be in your brain. I was singing Billy Joel songs while using a long-handled scrub brush that we don't own. Exactly. Okay. And uh, so I sprinted to the kitchen and got a big metal mixing bowl and ran back to the office and held that under the, the light fixture to collect the water. I mean, most of the water was already on the floor and the couch and everywhere else. And uh, and then when I when it, it had slowed enough to, it was dripping, I could put that on the floor and I went upstairs and kindly asked you to, to shut off the water. I was showering and I just hear, shut off the water and I shut it off and I knew there was only one thing that could mean. And uh, came downstairs and ceiling is already all stained in the, precise square of our a shower yeah. a rectangle pan, yeah. yeah and the light fixture I believe it's called a shower pan yeah so well and earlier that day was it earlier that day or the day before we had had the plumber here because our dishwasher broke so we've been washing our dishes by hand for the past week well the, our dishwasher just it just it just gave up the ghost after it, 18 years yeah it just said i'm not i'm not pumping this water out of me anymore so um the plumber had been here and um, diagnosed that the dishwasher was broken, but that's f- like that's fine. We can replace well, that. Not, no, fortunately, we ne- we didn't have a situation where the water had spilled out of the dishwasher onto the floor. For a while, we thought that the plumber, like our fence guy, had ghosted us. We did. I did. Why did you think that? Well, the the the. Because I'd been washing dishes by hand for oh no, I just weeks. it took me a couple of days okay. to text him. So and, no, and also uh, being ghosted by people is like a yeah our fence thing guy. Since we're the pandemic. St- we're still waiting for that. Um, but uh, you yeah, know, so no, th- he took a couple of days to get back to me. But that's that the reason of the, the, the delay on the dishwasher was simply I hadn't texted him yet. So anyway, he came out, diagnosed that our dishwasher was broken, and we needed to replace it. And the good thing is we have him on the books to come as we record this tomorrow to fix and help with the dishwasher and then issue we're having in another bathroom. So on Friday, when the ceiling opened up and rained on you, I texted him and said, told him what happened and said, um, Wednesday, instead of doing the 
the smaller issue in the other bathroom? Can you <laughs> plan to fix this? It's the cicadas are out after 17 years. We've lived in this house for 17 years. And we were on the cicada. Cir- we have uh, rhythm. Circadian rhythms. We have, yes, circadian, circadian rhythms. rhythms. And, and so every 17 years, everything in the house falls apart at the same at time. At once. And, uh, but the best part, as I, I texted I, the plumber, I just told him what's ha- happened. I said, my husband's office is below the shower while he was in there. Um, water started pouring on his head and his response was like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, uh, no. And then his That was next, my response as well. You've and then his next me. text, I don't think I showed this to you. You didn't. His next text was, don't use the shower. And uh, didn't take a plumber to figure that out. I had already, but, already figured that piece of but the if, puzzle But if you out. do, don't use the office. Yeah. <laughs> So we've got a we got a big day tomorrow. We actually are are uh, supposed to get our new dishwasher, and the plumber is coming to hopefully fix the shower. Who knows what this means? I'm assuming it's going to mean there's going to be a hole now cut in your the ceiling of your office. And and fortunately, it fortunately to... it was on the side of the office where my new equipment is not installed. Oh, thank God! It it it, it nearly wiped out my. My body of work on my laptop, but that that would be fine. But you, but you were able as to salvage your laptop as long as. No, that would have been bad, of course. And how lucky that you were sitting there, because if not, if no one had been in there, we may not have even noticed for a while that all of that had happened. So it was a good thing you were sitting there, and it, but it's an even better thing that your laptop was salvaged. Well, it's a good thing I'm bald. Otherwise, I might not have known for a while that that there was a precip coming <laughs> from the ceiling. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but. It, it, of course, was a holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Every time we have sort of an Super emergency, an emergency plumbing issue, like something that has to be dealt with soon. Like, like when our pipes froze during the Super Bowl. Yes, pipes froze during the Super Bowl. But it's happened, this is probably the fifth time we're on a holiday. And this is a new plumber because our older, our previous plumber has since retired. But I would always At just, least that's what he tells us. I would feel terrible because I would text him and be like, you know, you don't have to come out today, obviously, Super Bowl or whatever it was. And But he would still tend to come out and fix the problem. And um, But, yeah, our, it's and, and not, not, other, not electrical, not other stuff. It's always plumbing, holiday plumbing problems. You mentioned in last week's podcast, and, I, and we might have some viewer mail about it later, um, about words that you didn't know how to pronounce when you were a kid. Judge was my big one, Judge yes. was yours. And, and as soon as we f- stopped recording, I thought of one that I bedeviled me as a kid, and it was because that's where everybody in our area would go to high school until it, until it closed while I was in that high school, and it was Lincoln, L-I-N-C-O-L-N. I just thought it was, understandably, that the, L, the second L was pronounced. So I thought it was Lincoln. And it was Abraham Lincoln was the president's name, and this was Abraham Lincoln High School. God bless you. You're sneezing down your sneezed. down your hoodie now. Yep. How old were you? Um, I don't know. Elementary school. Yeah, but that's by the time my brother, oldest brother, was at Lincoln. I I think I had sussed out that the second L was silent. When I was, um, this weekend, I was with our, our son and daughter, actually, um, in basketball tournaments um, outside of Boston. And when I was driving home, I drove through Worcester. 
And I told, I said to our older daughter, because I, I drove right by Holy Cross, um, said, you know, we should go check out the Holy Cross campus sometime. It's really pretty. And um, and then I, I said to our little, our, our youngest, I said, it's in Worcester. I said, how would, how do you think Worcester is spelled? And she, um, she did a couple variations. I think she settled on W-H-O-O-S-T-E-R. And uh, we had to explain to her, no, Worcester Mass is actually spelled W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. And, uh, Did you think maybe she was going to be able to spell that out, sound that out phonetically? Yeah, no, well, it, but it's fun. Like, how would you think that would be spelled? And um, But now, hopefully, she'll remember. And uh, and when she sees that, she'll know that that weird spelled word is uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. This is apropos of absolutely nothing. But the other day, um, and it's you had used, been using my car, and I thought of a... Do you remember Hedy Youngman, the comedian Hedy Youngman, Take mm-hmm. My Wife, Please? That sort of old borscht belt style of comedy that was on variety shows in the 50s and 60s and you don't hear it anymore but I thought of a Henny Youngman style joke wife joke for the 21st century what are you laughing a at? Henny Young style Henny Youngman Henny Youngman styled wife joke for the 21st century for the 21st century okay. would you like to hear it oh yes I'd okay. like to hear it I think my wife is gaslighting me. Every time she uses my car, the gaslight comes on. That's so not true. It's when true. When the gaslight came on last week, I hadn't been using your car. You told me the gaslight was on, and I, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, good. I haven't driven his car in a while, so that's not my fault. Well, I think uh, Henny Youngman wife jokes are probably- Let's bring them back. Probably out of fashion in the, in the 21st century, as is everything else. So speaking of fashion- Perhaps our listeners can uh, solve a mystery for us, a fashion mystery. Okay, I'd like to hear it. Well, I think you know it. Uh, there was a pair of black rogue shorts mm. we found in our house. Found a pair of black running shorts. And uh, the the beautiful part was... You, you washed them and put them in my pot, laundry pile. I put them in your laundry pile. Well, they, and they then came, you put them back in my laundry pile. Well... I don't even. Rem- I didn't put them in the laundry, but they they, I, I washed the laundry, I dried the laundry, and then when I was sorting it. I put them in your pile, and then you would put them back in my pile. And I was like, oh, that was a mistake. He put his shorts back in my pile, so I put them back in yours. And then you eventually told me these aren't my shorts. I was like, well, whose shorts are they? Well, we'd had um, our babysitter had slept over uh, a week and a half ago, and um, of course they must be her shorts. So the kids texted her, and um, indeed, no, they're not her shorts. So they're an adult-sized pair of black running shorts, and we have no idea whose they could possibly be. How they be. got into our laundry? How they got there. We have no idea. We haven't it? had any, like, the kids haven't had any friends over. I mean, it's not like people have been here swimming, the 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 weather's not nice and if they had, like, there's they, no they, explanation they for this. don't tend to put their clothes in our laundry so yeah it's um it's certainly it's certainly a, mystery a mystery wrapped in an enigma inside a benny henny inside a pair of young men black running shorts exactly actually when you're talking about fashion i thought you were going to talk about our big excursion yesterday and um it again rained all memorial day weekend our son was at a buddy's um for a play date, and uh, our daughters were like, what can we do today? I, I drove them over to that play date, and on the drive home, which was 20 minutes, 
I felt so tired that I thought I could pull over into a parking lot right now and sleep for four hours. I was I was dead. And when I got home, I, I sat on the, on the couch, couch and immediately went to sleep. Yeah, it's like your allergies are beating you up from the inside out. But this um, is this is part of the story. So this so is part on. of the story. So you're passed out on the couch, and the girls um, are asking what we can do today. So they made up this whole song about why we should go to Six Flags. It was kind of rainy, cold, not at all the kind of a day that I would want to be at Six Flags. But a day, I didn't tell a day them ending that. in why, you mean? <laughs> yes, but I didn't tell them that. Instead, I said, you'll have a stronger argument if your rooms are clean. Like, I'm assuming if you're asking me for this, then your rooms must be clean. And they all disappear upstairs. I hear our oldest daughter start blaring her music while she's cleaning up. The other two are cleaning. And I'm still thinking, like, last thing I want to do is go to Six Flags today. But for them, or it's a treat to go to the mall. We haven't been in, actually, I haven't been with all three of them to the mall in years. So I went upstairs, I went to our older daughter's room, and I said, I don't really want to go to Six Flags. And she just looked at me and she said, so you're bait and switching me after I clean my room? I said, no. I said, this is the plan. I was thinking maybe we go to the mall. Like each of you, there's something you need. Like she needed a bathing suit. One of our other kids needed something else. The little one needed something else. It was like, our son hates the mall. So this was a perfect scenario. Let's, we can go to the mall. And I hate the mall. And you hate the mall. And, and w- there was never an intention to bring you. That was not. that Part of it was we could even sneak out while dad's sleeping. He can have a nice little afternoon to himself. And we can have an afternoon to ourselves without dad because he's horrible to shop with. It's always like... You know, it's like there's well, there's I, a stopwatch on, and it, it like, I, I what, what are we shop. here to? I know, but but your your sort of philosophy of shopping, which tends to be mine, is what do we need? Let's go in, let's get it, let's leave. If you're a cat burglar, get in and out. Yes, and and I normally subscribe to that, but that's not what this day was. This was an afternoon where we're just kind of killing time. We we're gonna enjoy each other's company. Since COVID, we haven't been to the mall, and um and the kids would like that. So. Come downstairs, tell the kids the plan. They're all really excited. And a foil gets thrown into the plan because you woke up. (laughs) Hey, where's everybody going? Not only did you wake up, you insisted on coming with us. I asked, would it be all right if I went to the the mall with you? And our youngest said yes, and the two older said, no, you can't. And then I, I learned that... They didn't want to change the seating configuration of the van. Our oldest wanted the ride shotgun. Because she, she had already said, can, can I play Can I play the music? And I said, yeah, you can ride shotgun. shotgun. So, You'll be in charge so of the music. So I said, I'll ride in the way back of the van. I've never done that before. But do you, you, know do, you do realize it that. It was awesome back there. You do realize that the, confi- the seating configuration had nothing to do with why they didn't want you to come. They didn't want you to come because you are the destination shopper. The they, get the thing, let's no, get going no. and leave. Typically. I, I it, said in advance, I, I'll just be along for the ride. I will be completely no maintenance. Whatever you want to do, que sera, sera. Okay, and but you that's not that's uh, not typically who you are. So and everybody... That's, and that's what happened. But, the, it, but it, hold it, on, I'll get to but, that. But it's I'll who get I, to that. It's who I am now. But you... you all of us, once you kind of forced your way in, it's like the high school kid who doesn't realize he's not invited to the party and still finds a way oh. to get to the party. That was oh, you. I realized. And, right. Well, okay. Who, who does realize and doesn't care? He's just going to force his way in. No, so. but let's, let's just be clear. The big issue that you didn't want me coming is because somebody had to be here to let the dogs no, in. No, that was Absolutely. not the issue at all. Not, not the issue at all. If, if, 
because what do we do? I said, all right, if dad's coming, we put the puppy in the crate or else she can get into trouble and eat stuff. The older dog is fine. We couldn't have him outside because the weather didn't allow that. No, that that wasn't the reason. It was had nothing to do with the dogs. Okay. It had everything I'll, to do I'll, with you. Take, we did not want you coming with I'll, us. I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take you at your word. You didn't want me coming because... You guys don't like me. Okay. <laughs> no. That's, you're, that makes me You're feel not good to shop with. You're not good to I, shop I with. I said I wouldn't be shopping. I would just be sitting. I'd be the old man sitting outside forever 51. And, just... and looking at your clock and making us feel like we're under pressure. That's That was, we didn't want you coming. I had already invited my friend, but she couldn't come because her, her younger daughter was already out. I had invited my sister because she lives near the mall. Um, and she couldn't come. Well, I'm curious. But I had never invited you. How bad, how bad, how bad was I then? I sound well, horrible. Well, no. So let, this, this is the build up. So we go to the mall, and you could not have been better. You rolled with it, especially because, like, our older daughter wants to go into one store and look around that store, and our little one doesn't want to be looking at, you know, high school clothes. She wants to be over looking at the Disney store. She wants to be at the Lego store. And so first place we go is into this the clothing store for our older two, and you immediately said to our younger one, oh, the Lego store's next door. Want to go there? Like, it, you couldn't have been better. And we were there for a few hours. You rolled with it. We're going here. We're going there. Um, but we didn't have a plan because the whole plan was to not have a plan. We all got hungry at one point, and you typically get quite like single focused. When you're hungry, your single focus is food. We all established it was established that we were hungry, but you were still all right with us going into this one last store because I promised our our one daughter that we would go there. We were at the mall what probably three hours? Really? Did you say about three hours? Possibly. Yeah, that long? The, the time you, sailed by, so I don't know. Yeah, you were completely chill. We went into o- only one store that we went in. Could you possibly have found something for yourself? And uh, we got you a new shirt, but. Um, it was it was a blast. I had such a good time. We ended and then we got some food and on the way home we picked up our son. But I was blown away because when you forced your way um, into our afternoon of shopping, I thought it was going to go from like this relaxing experience to this kind of stressful, less than relaxing <laughs> shopping thing, and it didn't. It was such you a, could ha- not have been better behaved. Such a flattering portrait you painted me. I, you, but lovely. I'm sort of the same way. Like what are our, our if I go shopping, say, with one of our kids, our older one, she just wants to go into every store, wants to spend a couple hours. I don't normally like to do that. I, that's not what, something I find enjoyable. But yesterday, especially as I'm walking down, we're walking through the mall, and I'm step up behind our two oldest daughters. And I, I'm like behind two kids who are almost eye to eye with me. They're like 6'2 and 6'1. And I'm just watching well, these two tall girls and it, I don't know. They're in, I'm just thinking, wow, you know, it's not going to be long before they're off to college or you, we won't be doing this. And it was um, And you say they're 6'2 nice. and 6'1. You were standing in line at the pretzel place and a guy came, walked into the mall in like a, a pith helmet. No, it was actually like a crocodile Dundee hat, like Australian sort of short yes. shorts mm-hmm. and a... And a, uh, and a uh, uh, a khaki safari shirt mm-hmm. and he walked directly up to you I didn't know what craziness was going to ensue but he walked up to you he stopped in front of you and the girls and he said are you members of the tall club welcome yeah he said it to the three of us not just to me right. but to the three of us yeah and then when we were at um, one of the stores our uh, our 14 year old was wearing a, a Yukon basketball sweatshirt that she'd gotten for Christmas a couple years ago she's 14 and um, but 
six one, and uh, the girl who was you know ringing us up as we're we're checking out, she said to her, she said, "Do you play for UConn?" And uh, I just started laughing. She said it to my our daughter. This is the first experience. Like I've gotten asked that, of course. Right. She asked that of our daughter, and I and I just said, I said she's actually just fourteen. But um, you, if, if I remember correctly, you you did a swim move past our daughter and said, "I played for UConn." Yeah, that's what happened. Um, but anyway, it was it was a lovely afternoon, and um, I really enjoyed it. And you. Not only didn't detract from the experience, you enhanced the oh experience. My. You That's... made it better. You were, um, and it was nice for our kids to see that chill shopping, chill dad shopping side of you. Well, as I say, that that is me. But I, I must say, my plans were thwarted on the way there. I was in the way back where you. I may as well have been a mile and a half from the front seat. I couldn't hear what you were talking about up there. I know I did what's going on. I've driven, I've ridden back there, and um, sometimes when you like talk to the kids when they're back there, and you get annoyed when they don't respond or something, and I've said to you, you can't hear anything back there. So now, do you understand yeah, if you ask them a question and they don't answer yeah, so why you're that the is? You're in the back of a limousine, but yeah, you uh, can't hear. But I, so I, I, in notes mode on my phone, I made a note and passed it up to our youngest, and it said, "Dad's mall plan." This is on our way there. First, we hit Chess King, then B Dalton then Spencer Gifts, then Orange Julius. Now, perhaps it's been a while since I've been to the mall. She read that out loud, and our, our 16-year-old just looked at me, and our, our little one said, what's that? And I said, it's stores that used to be in the mall. And our older one looked at me, rolled her eyes, and she said, Spencer Gifts is still in the mall. Oh, is it really? Yeah, oh, gee. and so, she's been in, so she oh, was a little bit horrified okay. Okay. that that was so, on her list. So uh, our youngest said, in my mall plan, she she." Typed this into notes, into notes mode and passed it back to me. My mall plan: go to none of those. Sto- go to none of those stores. I don't even know what those stores are. <laughs> the true beauty, though, of this experience, this shopping excursion, and granted, it was under false pretenses that we were first going to Six Flags, is um, how clean the house is. Like I was in the basement, and um, our little one cleaned up the whole like area where there's some of her toys. The kids all cleaned up their room. We've got to use this blackmail more in the future. Like you go, oh, you guys want to go somewhere? First, clean this, that, and the other. That's what that's what used to work so well in our house when I was a kid. Absolutely, you'll have to use that next time I want to go to the mall, yeah. <laughs> which will be in 17 years. In my circadian rhythms. The next time, our we have to. Uh, Replace all of our plumbing. It'll be the key that you need to go to the mall. But how the mall was packed. It was like December twenty second at the mall. It was a lot of people there. It's pretty busy. It was interesting too because in Connecticut things have been opened up where if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear masks. But um, all of the entrance doors to the mall said um, you know everyone had to be masked, which was fine. You know we all had our masks on, no problem with it. But uh, I wonder how long before um, a place like a shopping mall up here even though the rest of the state is opened up, will also open up. Um, this weekend, while you were off coaching basketball, I had to get cereal. We were out of cereal, and I got cereal. And I saw on the shelf the Raisin Bran Crunch. And I don't know if that, I, I don't think I mentioned it after my trip to Minneapolis that uh, my dad was asking what I eat for breakfast. And I said, I, I don't need anything. And, no, you got to have something. I really don't. He has a grocery store across the street, and he he um, he said, "What about raisin bran crunch?" Did I tell you this? 
I heard you telling someone else this on the phone. Okay. So, um, but not on the podcast, I guess. And I said, no, I, I don't. I don't enjoy raisin bran. But yeah, but this is raisin bran crunch. They've added these crunchy bits, and it's. And I think you really like this. I said, well, what I don't like about raisin bran is the raisin and the bran. <laughs> and if I wanted the crunch, that's called granola. I would just go buy that and have it straight. Is that what you said to your father, or did you simply just say no, thank you? It's exactly what I said to my father. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> when I was off um, with the kids this weekend for their basketball tournaments, I was staying in a hotel with our son. and uh, But our daughter, her basketball games were almost an hour away. They were in the same tournament, but the gyms, the facilities where they were playing, were about an hour from one another. So one morning I got up early um, left at 7 a.m. so I could get to our daughter's 8 a.m. game. And when I got in the car at 7 a.m., I heard a car alarm going, didn't give it a second thought, just glad it wasn't ours, and and drove down to her game. This was probably um, Saturday morning. Well, I find out later that night that it was the car of one of our son's um, teammates. And they found out that it was going off um, at about, 7.30 in the morning when they had a knock on their hotel room door. And um, the wife gets up and goes to the door, but she she doesn't have her contacts in, looks through the peephole and can't make anything of it. So she gets her husband. Their whole family's there. They've got three kids. And the husband goes and opens the door, and there's a police officer standing outside their hotel room door, 7.30 in the morning. Well, fortunately, they had all of their loved ones right there. So there wasn't a concern that this is going to be the bearer of the worst news ever. Um, But instead, the police officer said, do you drive a whatever? And he said, yes. He said, well, the car alarm has been going off for the last hour and a half. And people had been complaining to the hotel. And so the hotel, how do you find out whose car it is? Call the police. And the police came. And so he goes down and it's an older car and he can't get, I think he, he finally got the alarm to turn off, but somehow couldn't get the tailgate to stay down, like press some button. The tail, anyway, ended up driving around for, I don't know how long. So whatever would ha- that needed to happen would happen to the car so that the alarm was no longer going off and the tailgate could close. But can you imagine like the initial dread at 7 a.m.? You're like on a weekend away thinking maybe I'll sleep in a little bit. The kids' games aren't till 1130. Instead, there's a knock at the door from a police officer. And if you're anyone else in the hotel in the same situation, you're expecting maybe to sleep in a little bit. Well, Memorial Day weekend away at a hotel. <laughs> and instead... This- Carl, and our friend, what what he said to the police officer was, how long has it been going off? And the cop said, uh, like an hour and a half. What took people so long? <laughs> I would have been calling the well, cops a long time ago. But so. if the cop had not just knocked on 37 doors before he got to the one whose car it was, I imagine he was dripping with some contempt as well. Yeah. He, the, our, our friend said the, the police officer was actually really, God bless you, was yeah. really... Uh, kind and understanding about it but uh <laughs> that's hilarious well not if you're in the hotel i suppose no uh shall we get to viewer mail yeah let's get to i'm, I'm mail. uh speaking of dripping with contempt i'm dripping with flonase residue yes i don't know what it is but uh it's it's brutal big bad book throw our lure reel us in with your viewer mail
First viewer mail is a swag request from June in Georgia. June, I will send out swag. I will send out a big batch of swag today. How's that, Rebecca? A big batch of swag it's been, today? It's been forever. Sounds good. People who've asked for it have never gotten it. It's, it's embarrassing. You're better than that. I'm really not. Um, no, you're not. But let's try to be. That was June. This is Joan. Uh, Dear Stephen Rebecca, I'm a completionist of the podcast, having listened from its inception and never missing an episode. But last night on my drive home from work, I had the biggest laugh ever while listening to your podcast. I'm not sure if you or your listeners are aware, but on the bottom left of your iPhone podcast page, there's a little one times or half times or two times, which apparently means audio speed. Who knew? Well, you you know that, Rebecca. You can yeah. listen to it. At, really, is there a half time? Some people want to listen to it at half speed. I guess. I've never listened to a our podcast. A lot of people listen to podcasts at, 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 at one and a half times speed. Mm. Anyway. So as I turned on the podcast, as I turned the podcast on, I was backing out of my spot. I was happily anticipating the back and forth banter that I enjoy so much with you two. But as I started to drive, I heard what sounded like a drunken Steve and a verbally challenged Rebecca having a very, very slow conversation. <laughs> and I was confused. I actually pulled over. Well, the, 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 the drunken Steve might have been, you know, the podcast might have been at one time speed. I actually pulled over to the side of the road so I could look at my phone and see what could possibly be the problem. That's when I figured out it was on a half times, which made it go at half the speed. I want to tell you, it was hysterical. We'll have to listen to that. So much so that I actually continued driving and listening to it at <laughs> half speed because I was literally laughing out loud. I highly encourage anyone who's looking for a laugh to try this trick. And you two should also give it a try. It's quite funny. So if we have a, if we have a, a podcast that's, Really lacking in laughs, we Let's, should just we should just put don't it out. Speed it up. Post it at half speed. Right, right. Yeah, that, you, you want if the podcast is really bad, you want to make it last twice as long. <laughs> After about ten minutes of this quiet giggling to myself in my car all alone, I was able to hit the regular speed and listen to it the rest of the way home at normal speed. Still very enjoyable, but somehow I didn't laugh as much. I have worked at Foxwoods for twenty six years this summer and would be honored to be considered your resident casino worker if the position has not already been filled. I don't believe it has been filled. It has not. All I can say is keep it coming. I've enjoyed every episode. Respectfully, Joan in, in Voluntown, Connecticut. Thank you, Joan. Uh, maybe we should try it at twice the speed as well. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Rich writes, uh, this didn't happen to me, but a coworker of mine, this is, this is headed challenging words, by the way. Mm. This didn't happen to me, but a coworker of mine once told us a great story from his time at Harvard Business School many years ago. The classmate was reading aloud and one day in one day and came across the a classmate was reading aloud one day and came across the word awry A-W-R-Y which they pronounced correctly my friend snickered as he had always thought it was pronounced awry 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 he's also a student at Harvard Harvard Business School and he thought it was pronounced when no one else, Ari. When no one else reacted, not only did he quickly realize that he had always mispronounced it, but he was also thankful that he hadn't been reading aloud, especially in that setting. Keep up the good work. BNC is one of my favorite podcasts. That comes from Rich. Rich, that you just you just made me recall a, a recovered memory. This is as an adult, probably in my 30s. You know the word S-C-I-O-N, scion. Somebody is the scion of a wealthy mining family or something like that. I, I've always pronounced it scion as, it, as it's pronounced, okay? But I was in the car, I think it was on the radio, I heard somebody describing somebody, some learned-sounding uh, person on the radio describing somebody as the scion of a wealthy such-and-such family, okay? And the next day... I was having 
lunch with some friends of mine who were smarter than I am, low bar, and uh, I mentioned somebody being the ski-on of a wealthy, and they started howling. These weren't people who were going to let it go. They said, what do you say? Ski-on? Ski-on? The word is scion. And I said, I always knew that, but then I heard this guy pronounce it ski-on on the radio, and I thought, have I been, I thought I had been the guy mispronouncing it all those years. So, anyway, it's good to know that uh, when things go awry, it's not just me. Uh, George, my croaky dealer, mm. my monocle dealer, and my now. jeweler's loop dealer. Pardon? And now? Well, uh, George writes, uh, Dear valued customer, last year on podcast episode 118, you requested surgical loops to help with puzzling. Surgical loops are modified miniature binocular telescopes mounted on prescription glasses and are designed to provide magnification at intermediate working distances. As your exclusive provider of ophthalmic affectations, I'm embarrassed to admit that I did not have anything in my inventory that met your needs but vowed to expend at least the minimum amount of effort to fulfill your request. I'm pleased to report that I was recently able to find some clip-on flip-up surgical loops, not unlike the flip-up shades that uh, baseball players wore in the 70s, Rebecca, Mm -hmm. Tito Fuentes, um, which you should have received by now. And in fact, I did receive them this week, bubble-wrapped in a lovely box, a a pair of antique-looking surgical loops. Surgical loops, and I will post a picture of me wearing them. They're incredible. They're like two uh, telescopes for your free one for each eye. They must have come in on Saturday because you sent me a picture of yourself. I was in Boston area. You sent me a picture of yourself with them on your glasses, and I was just thinking, I'm gone for a day. What is going on? <laughs> what Although, has happened? You look like uh, um, one of the minions on on. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although you're no longer puzzling, writes George. Well, I think I think that that phrase can be taken two ways. Although although you are no longer puzzling, hmm. but we did get a new puzzle recently. We just haven't started it, right? But I am still puzzling. You are still puzzling. Yeah. Uh, although you are no longer puzzling, I hope that you can still use these loops to obtain tactical advantage in Yahtzee or other family board game activities. Best wishes for a great summer. Now, how kind of that was, George? Not only not only are my monocle dealer, my croquet dealer, my jeweler's loop dealer, and now my Surgical, surgical loop dealer, but also also uh, my uh, my pumpkin carver. Yeah, George is a pretty uh, is a special category a of resident. Yeah. He's a renaissance, our resident renaissance uh, ocular ophthalmo- specialist. Ophthalmic affectations, and he enclosed a nice note with the with the loop, saying uh, he hoped that I, this would become my new uh, ridiculous affectation, and it did immediately. I put them on, and everybody thought I was the boss. A high receiver writes, Ted, uh, you're, Ted. this is Ted from the Lower East Side. You may remember him from such hits as uh, when we were talking about bagels and bagels, mm. I think. Uh, Hi, Receiver. Your word memories from youth triggered recollection of my story with initials. When I was about 10 years old, my parents purchased a new green Buick LeSabre. Ah, my father was a Buick guy. My dad was briefly also. He had the, uh, he had the, uh, the Regal with a Landau roof, Burgundy. Mm. Remember the Landau roof? It was like a like a faux leather, yeah, white with a little little uh, porthole in the side. Uh, my father was a Buick guy. Our main car was a Buick station wagon. And as the youngest of four boys, I, w- I was relegated to the way back seat. Another story for another time. I don't know if you were not allowed to transfer license plates to a new car back then, or because we were adding a second car. The new car had a new license plate with the letter number sequence MFXXXX. Sidebar: Is there a term for license plate numbers? Code registration. I, I don't know that. 
The code stuck in my head until one day the light bulb went off. That day, my mom had a synagogue sisterhood meeting going on at the dining room table, most likely planning next week's bingo game or an upcoming rummage sale. When the light bulb went off, I had to tell someone. I raced to the dining room, whereupon the assembled turned to me with the attention of 10 moms. I blurted out in my mom's direction that I finally figured out what the MF stood for on our license plate. <laughs> my mom told me a year, years later that she was cringing, expecting me to say, Mother Blanker, to a crowd of middle-aged synagogue ladies when I proudly advised them that Millard Fillmore was the 13th <laughs> president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I seem to be more focused on initials than the average person, perhaps it's because my family has a tradition of middle names starting with the letter A. I lucked out. TAG, T-A-G, is a better acronym than HAG, father, SAG, number one son, NAG, number two son, or RAG, number three son. This comes from uh, T-A-G, TED, from the L-E-S, from L-E-S, Lower East Side. Uh, I enjoy that. Do you ever have a mnemonic uh, license plate? You know, sometimes you have to go to these... these uh, where you pay and pay and display, you have to put in your license plate number. And I, I, I can't, I don't have my license plate number memorized. I know it starts with AS, and I think of All Star, but I, I don't know the, the rest of it. I, I don't know if I have it now, but at one point my license plate had the letters WKF or no, um, WKV something, and um, <laughs> this must have been back closer to when I was in college because uh, I remember I remembered those letters as We Kill Vols. Like Lady Vols. Ah, yes. <laughs> wow. My dad's was TKF, which my mother changed or helped us remember by the King of Farts. So, yeah, you always have to do that, right? Absolutely. So you can remember your license Absolutely. plate. Absolutely. Um, P.S. Uh, writes Ted from LES. Shout out to all the offspring of the Cambria Heights, Queens synagogue ladies. I have fond memories of our annual Catskills excursions. P.P.S. My father would have turned 100 June 1st. He passed 25 and a half years ago. Uh, well, uh, that's... Uh, that's uh, timely because my father is turning 87 on Wednesday, June Happy 3rd. Birthday, yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dallas Dan, the allergy man, has, uh, has followed up. Hi, Rebecca and Steve. Thanks for the privilege of being your resident allergist. Excellent question about whether exposure to allergies in early childhood helps prevent future allergy symptoms. I believe that was your question, Rebecca. It was. For it was animal, amusing. Yeah, it was amusing. It was a space musing. It Correct. wasn't amusing. It wasn't, no. no. For animals, early exposure within, unless it was played at half speed. Mm. For animals, writes Dan, early exposure within the first three months of life can prevent allergy symptoms to those pets later, although it's not recommended to get pets just for this reason. In addition, high exposure of a new allergen later in life does correlate does correlate to developing symptoms at some point to that allergen. Personally, I've seen many transplants from both coasts moving to Dallas and experiencing significant new onset cedar fever. Cedar fever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? You say, mm -hmm, as if you've heard of that. No, I'm guessing it's uh, allergies to cedar. I'm guessing it is. Well, cedar fever is, is a tongue twister, though. Cedar fever? Or um, it's like, it's Chip like, and Joanna Gaines have some furniture made out of cedar, and, well, and people really, really want it and possibly, have cedar fever. But cedar fever is like uh, on 30 Rock, the, the rural juror. Right, Remember right. <laughs> the, rural juror to, the rural juror to cedar fever. <laughs> Uh, see it in the theater, cedar fever. Um, cedar fever, which is allergies to mountain cedar, a tree unique to Texas. This probably explains Steve's severe symptoms, although his superfluous nostril may, may certainly play a role. I about your superfluous nostril. I feel like I've got several superfluous nostrils right now because it's just all, it's, just it's flowing in. But the good news is that he's not alone. I actually found an article of 34 cases worldwide with a medically 
with the medically termed super <laughs> with the medically termed supernumerary nostril. Supernumerary. How nostril. many cases? Thirty-four. I don't know if that's uh, that he's so that's thirty-four people. We don't know how many nostrils that. Uh, what is it called again? Supernumerary nostril. God, is that a great name for a band? Supernumerary nostril. Hmm. Right. It is. Supernumerary. And in, if you plug supernumerary into um, into Google, the first mm-hmm. thing that autofills to is supernumerary teeth, present in excess of the normal or, or requisite number. Right? As your supernumerary husband, I'm going to be using that frequently now. <laughs> Please. Surplus to, uh, to what is necessary, right? Uh, our resident environmental engineer, David, uh, formerly, formerly of Edina, now residing in Arcadia, California, Writes, hi, Rebecca and Steve. I remember I remember Ranger Rick. Ranger Rick was on your judge poster, right? Mm-hmm. Rebecca, is that correct? Yeah. I remember Ranger Rick. What got me was Holden Caulfield's little sister. I read Catcher in the Rye on my own well before I read it in 11th grade American Lit. There was a word I'd never encountered, Phoebe. So I spent part of my childhood pronouncing it phobe, like lobe. <laughs> of course you would, right? Right, of course. Uh, I probably never fully figured it out till I saw Friends on TV. There I can go. just imagine, well, we don't have to imagine. Our our oldest daughter is named Siobhan, S-I-O-B-H-A-N. And we've heard Sioban, like we've heard a ton of uh, pronunciations of that when people see it but, for the first time. But when you know, you know. So when we flew, when to, you know, when you we know. flew to Minneapolis uh, the other day, uh, the, the gate agent said, uh, you know, scanned the ticket and said, okay, Siobhan, you know, welcome. Oh, it was TSA. TSA lady at, at Hartford said, uh, looked at her ID and said, hi, Siobhan. So that's got to be a job where you see more names than most jobs, Absolutely. right? Because everybody who comes through is showing an identification or a name. And um, that'd be an interesting uh, way to learn. Well, obviously, a it's, a, it's, it's a it's an Irish name and, and um, I assume more recognized in Ireland than here. And But, but also in the UK when, when we flew to uh, London. And I remember the gate agent saying, welcome aboard, Siobhan. And Siobhan turned to me and said... See, they know me. They know me there. So, <laughs> and she was British. Uh, caramel versus caramel got me thinking. Caramel versus caramel got me thinking. Writes Dave. Maybe the pod could have an unofficial list of words slash activities associated with a geography. Obviously, Minnesota and Connecticut slash Massachusetts come up frequently in this regard. More so Minnesota, but that's my bias. Pop versus soda. Duck duck gray duck versus duck duck goose. You know, of course, in Minnesota, it's duck duck gray duck. Hot dish versus casserole. Add as you like. Finally, maybe Mrs. DGS could give a little pod tutorial on adult onset allergies. AOA. Mine got mine get worse each year. Well, I think uh, I think uh, Dan the allergy man just did that. Did he not? Well, we at least got cedar fever and supernumerary teeth. Yes, I'm going to add just because you said caramel caramel. Um, you hosted while I was gone. You hosted our younger daughter's good friend over for a play date. And when the mom dropped off her daughter for the play date, she also dropped off pretzels and Rolo candies. Those have caramel in them, and that's what triggered this thought. Because, you know, you can make a fun little easy snack. You put the oven on, put the put the Rolos on top of the pretzels for a couple minutes. They come out. You can put nuts on top if you want, make them like a little turtle candy, whatever. Anyway, she we, brought we, this we, stuff over for the kids so you could have an easy activity to do with the kids if you needed to. But we found a hack. But you didn't yeah, You didn't need the activity because the kids were having fun all by themselves. They were playing wiffle ball. They were doing this. They were doing that. And while they were doing those things, you 
opened up the Rolos and the pretzels and just started eating them. I was eating Rolos like it was my job. Absolutely. <laughs> and I found that the, wasn't I found, quite I, the intent I found of the, the mom when she when she dropped off the I stuff. found the oven wasn't necessary. It was it was <laughs> a supernumerary appliance. <laughs> I I ate the pretzel and I and I ate the Rolos. Not not together, incidentally. And, and you didn't have them for the children. You ate them. Well, no, the children had some Rolos. Oh, they did. But, uh, Just not on top of the pretzels melted. We, we, we YOLO'd the Rolos. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, Denise and Chris in Washington State write, uh, Hello, I was prompted to finally write after last week's episode on the wide range of ways people pronounce certain words. Chris and I started listening to your podcast on our weekly day trips during COVID as our adult children moved in with us for a while and we thought it was best to leave for a day or two each week. I'll bet. He now thoughtfully saves the episodes for when we are on our way to a new destination in the beautiful PNW. Speaking of initials, so we've heard today from the PNW and the LES. We have. Uh, thank you. That, I mean, and, and really on opposite ends of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for the hours of entertainment. So much more to say about how we uh, connect with your stories. But for now, we'll share that I grew up in St. Louis Park and at one point was known as 20 Point Johnson. Excuse me. Wow. Well, that's, this is from the she or the he? This is uh, from uh, Chris and I started listening. So this is from Denise. Oh, I assume 20 she averaged 20 point points. Johnson? St. Louis Denise. Park. St. Louis, I don't know if she's from went to St. Louis Park High School, but that is the alma mater of Jim Peterson, basketball uh, announcer, basketball, basketball great player, basketball player. The University of Minnesota and in the NBA. Coach for the Minnesota Lynx for a while and now the announcer for the Timberwolves. Yes. Um so, and, and, and adjacent to the aforementioned Edina. Mm. This is some Twin Cities geography for the uninitiated. So, regarding pronunciation of certain words, Jello immediately came to mind. My uncle Bud and Aunt Helen, they always reminded us of the, of the, of the uh, Gwyndon cartoon. Always, we saw Gwyndon on a repeat of, I did, of a repeat of Johnny Carson. Uh, Gwyndon was a cartoon that ran in the Star Trib, but he was based out of the Detroit out of Detroit, I think, and I think it was syndicated out of the Detroit Free Press. Anyway, cartoonists on uh, The Tonight Show. Imagine that. Mm. That's when newspapers were... Uh, Being read. Well, no. I mean, when, when they were rightfully, you know, supreme. I always brought the salad to... Uh, um, my Uncle Bud and Aunt Helen always brought the salad to family gatherings at Lake Harriet, and Aunt Helen's specialty was Jell-O. Emphasis on gel. Jell-O. Not Jell-O. Right? Rebecca? Right. It's okay. Jello. Other favorites were exotic foods like lasagna with emphasis on the la. And don't forget to pronounce the G. La sagna. La sagna. La sagna. And then and then and jello. And then basil with a short A. Odd. That's that's sort of the British pronunciation of like like Basil Rathbone. Mm. The name Basil. So Jello, I think that's right, isn't it? It's not Jello. Jello is correct. Jello. She's saying it was Jello. They were saying Jello when it should be Jello. Las- you're going to be all La- screwed up next time you go to lunch. You're going to be talking about Skyons, Jello, La Sagna, La Sagna, La Sagna. Come on, La and Basil, and, and and Basil or Basil. Isn't that Town from? Um, isn't Basil or Basil from? Um, what's that TV show with the three women and the Charlie's Angels? Isn't there a Basil and Charlie's Angels? There's Charlie. Right? What's, what's the guy's oh, name? Oh, oh, no, 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 Bosley. That's Bosley. what I'm thinking of, yeah. Bosley, named for Tom Bosley, the dad on Happy Days. Okay. Howard Cunningham, Cunningham's Hardware. You're, you're giving me like the move on, wrap I am it up. I giving you okay. the move on. Look. Well, anyway, thank you, Denise and Chris. Um, 
much appreciated. Rachel in Cincinnati writes, Hello, Steve, a longtime listener, first-time emailer. My husband, Mike, has emailed you before. He's also the guy who sent you two Christmas ornaments. Oh, of course. One to autograph for me and one to keep. I was, pardon? I said we put it on the tree every year. We did. I was very surprised upon opening the gift. She doesn't say if she was pleasantly surprised, but she was surprised. I grew up watching Rebecca play basketball. The year I started playing on a basketball team was Rebecca's first year at UConn. I loved watching the UConn and Tennessee women's basketball teams play, and I loved it even more when the WNBA began while I was in high school. I couldn't pass on this opportunity to email the podcast per your discussion and request last week to share any words that we mispronounced upon reading them as kids and only later learned of the correct pronunciation. For a long time, longer than I'd like to admit, I mispronounced the word maniacal as maniacal. (laughs) I can see that. She writes it as maniac plus al, which I, I like. I can see, of course we can see it, especially if you start as a kid, but then continuing into adulthood as maniac. Maniacal. Uh, I, I, it's better that way, I think. I think, maniacal. It, I think it is, yeah. Uh, maniacal. After reading the word enough times in books, I was confident enough to use it in conversation, no doubt to try to impress someone with my vocabulary and promptly mispronounce the word. Totally blew it. Embarrassing to say the least. One other story about mispronounced words. Our first grader did virtual school this year and got quite proficient with Zoom. One day she was trying to tell me a story about one of her Zoom meetings and she kept talking about the proponents. I was very confused and asked her to clarify what proponents were. She said, you know, if you click on proponents, it shows you the list of people in the Zoom. Ah, participants is the word she meant, not proponents. We got quite a kick out of that mistaken word. But isn't that interesting? You see one actual word, big word, hard word for a, for a first grader. My gosh. And then and then you you make it another big difficult right. word That's well that, that could be a hard thing too because that happens in our house and when you're the youngest child if you dare to use a word and you use it incorrectly all of your siblings start laughing and say no it's whatever and um but like you know the the reaction sometimes when she says a word uh, for the first time and is to smile because it's not to laugh at her, but because it's so cute. And yes, that's exactly what it sound, looks like it should be, but then not to make her feel bad so that she's afraid to use, you know, those kind of words. But, um, you know, when you're the youngest, you get hit with that from your siblings constantly. Yeah, well, I mean, the kids, and, and they like to lord their knowledge over others. And I, I think of when they were younger and, and one of our kids said at the dinner table, tentatively, uh, chicken is made from pig, right? And another one, they howled at them and said, you like, you know, fool, chicken is made from turkey. You know, so um, whether they know what they're talking about or not, they like to lord it over each other. And finally, oh, thank you, Rachel, for the the email. Um, Finally, Dr. Gary Siegel, uh, DGS writes, Dear Rebecca and Steve, oh, his, his, I have to say his, his email is headed Memorial Day Update, parentheses, lengthy. Oh, it's not all that lengthy. It's it's it's. Uh, but I think there's an attachment. So let's let's get to it. Dear Rebecca and Steve, I report to you on this sacred Memorial Day when we recognize those who have served and continue to serve to protect our democracy, which some say is under threat. As I age, read more and watch more Sunday morning shows along with Mr. Russian, <laughs> my dad. I gain the greatest respect for those who currently serve and have served and sacrificed for all of us, so that in essence we can listen to your podcast so eloquently characterized by Mike in freedom. I hope that you read and enjoy. And I hope that you read and enjoyed the guest essay in the New York Times today regarding veterans who continue to serve by working at national cemeteries to keep them pristine and honor those buried there. I haven't, but I will, I will read that. I sit in the hospital lounge on call after a busy night of two ER admissions, one late night surgery and a delivery this morning. Well, it's always, I mean, imagine this. He's sitting, he's sitting down after this, right into our little Mickey Mouse podcast, mm-hmm. Rebecca. 
While it's always a home run when mom and baby are healthy, this delightful woman, accompanied by her husband, labored at home with her first pregnancy, arrived at five centimeters, and tried so hard to avoid an epidural and intervention, all while apologizing to me once when our conversation was interrupted by a contraction. She tuckered out, got an epidural, and after working hard for three hours of pushing during a 12-hour in-hospital labor, had a vacuum-assisted delivery of a healthy girl. This was, for all, an inside-the-park grand slam. Bringing back memories, Rebecca? Mm. No, is that, the, her labor sounds much yes. more challenging than mine. Wow. Well, anyway, what, what, a, what, a, what a night and, and just another day at the office for Dr. Siegel. Yeah. Though, in his telling... Not just another day at the office. Every every one of these is a is a miracle. There's so much to cover, so I apologize for the length of my note. One, I'm so glad to uh, enumerated, super enumerated. I'm so glad to, that you enjoyed the ABC Wide World of Sports reference. I can't get the opening music out of my head and have watched the YouTube video from the '74 opening several times since I attached it to my last email. Two, occasionally I find myself in a situation, usually dressed in hospital scrubs, in which my time in line probably is more important than the customers in front of me. I struggle with pulling out the I'm a doctor card, although at times polite people will see me and ask if I need to go ahead of them. Similarly, at 3 a.m., this lady was not a doctor, Dr. Siegel. Yeah. Well, she was not in scrubs. <laughs> Similarly, at 3 a.m., around 20 years ago, I was rushing from home to, to a delivery, slowing down at red lights before going through them when I was stopped by the local constable. When I explained that I was an obstetrician on the way to a delivery at the small suburban hospital in her town, she admonished me to go on while noting that she almost blew out her police car's transmission, chasing me down. <laughs> <laughs> Three, resident allergist Dr. Dan is a welcome colleague. In addition to the show, he outranks barely Mrs. Dr. Siegel. Now, that came up earlier in viewer mail. Yes. We want allergy advice from Dr. Dan and from Mrs. DGS. Uh, he outranks barely Mrs. Dr. Siegel in terms of his expertise regarding allergies, as Mrs. DGS only worked as an elementary teacher and breadwinner during medical school, as opposed to attending it with me. This was a tough call to make and required video review by the umpires in NYC. Well, I think we, we, will, we should retain Mrs. DGS for her expertise on allergies as well. Also, in case Dr. Dan can't serve, a la Miss America, the runner-up would then have to, have to take the mantle. Four, I self-report to you and the viewers that I was inadvertently late getting my car's oil changed. However, for the first time in my life, after extensive research, a Google search followed by a simple query to our local mechanic, I had my car's three-and-a-half-year-old battery tested before it failed this winter and, and had it replaced preventatively. As a public service to the viewers, I've learned that when your car's battery is around three years old, it's a good idea to have it tested and replaced as needed before you're stranded on, an, on a cold winter night. I'm getting our tires replaced on Thursday, Rebecca. That's good advice, battery advice. Yeah, I'll have to uh, follow that. Five, somehow. Can, can I just interject? You may. Since you mentioned that we're getting the batteries replaced on Thursday. No, tires. I'm sorry, tires replaced on Thursday. You brought your car in for its tune-up in March, and they told Correct. you it needed tires. And instead of getting your tires done that day. I said, wait till April. They, you said, all right, I'm going to wait till April because it's buy three and no, get one free. They said, you should. Do not do it today. Wait till April. Okay. And so... Instead, you waited till June where they're back to the normal price. But not, and, now, it's, now it's four tires for the and, price of five. <laughs> and we've been driving maybe unsafely for the last month and a half on bald tires. But mea culpa, mea culpa. Proceed. Somehow I'm not surprised that you've, that you've no concrete plans for your oldest daughter regarding a car. Echoing a physician friend who first coined this concept, we've kept several cars past their b'nai mitzvah, plural of bar mitzvah, Mrs. DGS's first mommy truck, which became the dog car, my BMW M5, my son's first Honda until it lost fifth gear, then fourth gear when he was driving home <laughs> from home to medical school two hours away. So it had three gears at that point. Mm. 
most notably, my daughter's first SUV, which served as her car through college, then as our spare car, then as my car, then as my father-in-law's car, and then back to her when she returned from England to live in the U.S. At age 18, in the hot Texas spring, the AC, recently repaired, gave out, and my then seven-month pregnant daughter sold it and got her first new car. I'll bet she did. A picture is attached for your enjoyment, as it is one of my favorites. Uh, note, please, the self-deprecating name of the picture. Amanda and my son both have Subaru Outbacks, and I have a Subaru WRX. We like... Okay, I can't, I'm not going <laughs> to... He has a self-deprecating name for the car, but which I, I can't... Uh, I can't read, um, though it's I, I enjoy it. Six Gate A fourteen in Hartford has a cousin at Hartsfield Jackson Airport in Atlanta. Gate D a million. <laughs> Hint: Delta gets concourses T A and B, and most of C. The other airlines are at D and beyond. I think we've been at Gate D a million before. Oh, we've been at I've been at every gate. I feel like in the yeah. Atlanta airport. Well, you every choose Delta to gate. have. Well, you choose to have no beverage with breakfast to your father's consternation. My younger granddaughter enjoys ice yada, which we typically call ice water. Ice yada yada. Lastly, and this is this is eighth. Lastly, Rebecca, please remember that Steve isn't interrupting you. It's cooperative overlapping. I like that cooperative overlapping. I've had a relaxing few minutes watching the very clever and polished Brian Williams on MSNBC while composing this note, writes Dr. Siegel. All the best, Gary. And there is indeed a... Uh, a photo of Amanda with her brand new Subaru. <laughs> Holding the keys in the manner of like like they used to when they used to hand out cars on Hollywood Squares. They yeah. used to ha- hold up the keys like that. I don't know if you remember the excited contestants. That's all I got, man. I'm, I'm going to revisit the very beginning of Dr. Gary Siegel's email when he was talking about Memorial Day because um, I've talked about how, you know, when I was a kid, sometimes my mom would get emotional and I'd get uncomfortable with it. And Memorial Day was also always one of those moments. It would be at the Memorial Day parade. And any time you got to the part of the parade where the servicemen would come by, especially the older ones who had served, you know, in World War II sure. or in Vietnam, and they'd come by and my mom would you know stand up and she would always have tears running down her face and and she never met her father because he died in world war ii um while she while my grandmother was pregnant with my mother anyway it you know as a kid i'd be horrified like why are you crying in the middle of a parade um and she would say you know we have all the freedoms we have because of those brave men and anyway i'm getting choked up now so Happy Memorial Day. On a future podcast. Or not happy. Should. I guess you don't say happy Memorial Day, right? You just say right. thank you on Memorial Day. We should tell on a future podcast when there's, when there's, we can do it better justice, the story of your, your, your mother's father. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. For producer Denny Gallagher. Tom DeCari. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. 
Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.